Welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome for my guest today, Nick Harris. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you, Deal? I'm good, man. Living, surviving. Same shit, different day. Nothing changes. Hustle. What about you? Same thing, you know. Um, definitely got to hustle. I ain't got my truck right now, but my hustle a little slow, but. Yeah, what you do? Well, for me, I do, believe it, I do a lot. I do. Uh, An entrepreneur. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I install floors. That's my one hobby. Uh, Uber and Lyft. That's hustle. And, uh, the acting stuff and everything. A little modeling here and there. Acting. Yeah. Oh, shit. We got to so do a to be Oscar winner. I'm trying to be, bro. I'm, look, I'm, look, be honest with you, I'm trying to get on a show, 50,000 show, that's it, you know, per episode, that's that's all I need, I'm good, yeah. that's all I want. How, how did you get into acting? All right, so, for acting for me, all right, when I was younger, before I had my kids and stuff, mm-hmm. before I knocked my kids, my mother, I stayed at, <laughs> mm. I <had> no kids, <laughs> but um, I was starting to get into it, it was kind of hard. I started, you know, with some of these modeling agencies and stuff. But then, like, I realized they wanted too many fees and stuff like that because I didn't know much. Yeah. Like, back then when I was younger, I was, like, 18, ripped with a whole eight-pack, lean as hell, like a buck seventy-five, just lean, ripped, and everything. I got more muscle down than what I did before. And um, so I got into that uh, because I ran into a couple people. And then, you know... I basically chose, you know, kids and the lady at the time over the whole pursuing modeling and acting and all that other crap. So I'd say about a year and a half ago, my cousin, shout out to Dorothy, uh, Dot Harris. She's a writer, producer, playwriter, um, and all that. And she asked me to be in one of her plays. And I looked at it as my second win, my second opportunity. Like, you know what? Kids a little older now. So I'm like, why not jump back into it? So I linked up with her, did a play with her. Um, and then that's when I networked. I met a guy, his name shout out to Mark Five. Um, the Intertwined series that they got working on now, filming and everything. It's a blessing to be part of that. Uh, my cousin co-wrote the play along with all of them. He's producing it. So we working on that. And then working on that, I met another guy, uh, Zay Rodriguez. So shout out to Zay Rodriguez as well. I just did a short film with him and shot it here in Philly. So I can't say the title name just now because, you know, contract obligations, whatever. But they all been a blessing to work with, all been cool and very, you know, helpful and allow me to pursue better things. So I'm basically, you know, just getting started out. Trying to get it back, get my foot in the door. That's a sub. That's a sub. I um, I've I've never wanted to be an actor, but I I've always been like uh, interested in, in in things like that. You know, like like back in I think shit fourteen two thousand fourteen, I uh, I did a, a fan film of Batman. Like I'm built. I'm a, I'm a real big Batman fan. Like. And, no, I'm uh, a, too. Yeah, I uh, 
the people I, I, I used to work with, they, we did a fan film uh, based off Kevin Smith comic book, Batman Cacophony, which was dope. Uh, real indie shit. I'll send you a link after for you to watch it. But um, then like a year later, I did a, a, one of my good friends, Eric. Eric, he's like, he's always been in the acting scene. Like he's, he stand, he's been a stand-in for a lot of guys. Like he was a stand-in for um, Hitch, uh, Will Smith, and Spider-Man, and, and fucking a bunch. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you ever tried to pursue be, you know, the front man. But he's been always, I've known this, he's, that's all he does. And uh, he did this short film. Uh, it's called V, Dial V for Victim. And it's like, it's it's a crazy short flick. He, uh, and um, like in Russia and shit over there, won like mad awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But man, it, it's something, acting is something really, it's really dope, man. Really dope. Um, why haven't you gone to Hollywood? <laughs> right, that's what that's where everybody goes, right? Where I want to yeah, become an actor. I, uh, let me go to Hollywood and you know, and try, you know, get a well, waiter job. Yeah, well, see, I got two kids. Yeah, I just bought this crib. I'm in. I got another crib that I rent out. Uh, oh, so, so you're doing real estate moves too. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I'm trying to be a low-key a millionaire as well, you know? What's up? One golden rule. You need five streams of income in order to be get close to a millionaire, so... Word I up, mean, word up. You know what I mean? But, um... I ain't go to Hollywood shit, man. I, I got too many obligations so far, so start out here first. Try to, um, build a buzz and everything. Because everybody don't really got to go to Hollywood no more. You got true that. Got YouTube. You got Facebook. Um, everybody do their own skits and stuff like that. The only thing is, you just gotta you know put some quality content out, find the right people to work with, which is kind of hard. Uh, because I started working with a team, like I wanted to do skits and stuff like that, but you know. Sometimes people just bullshit. I'm like, yo, no, I'm dead serious. Let's do this. Like, look, I got the iPad. I got the the thing to hold the iPad still and all, you know, get the perfect shot. We got the phones that shoot great video content and all that. I'm like, let's get this done. But, you know, some people just get lazy or scared. So, you know. It's it's difficult to find. Like, I, I, I've, I've always, like, Back in the day, I started like, when I did the Batman cacophony. I, I started this. I'm not gonna mention name. Was a company called? It was a production company to start. Oh. You know, I, I wanted to to direct, write films. I wanted to get into that fucking world. You know, you know, be the behind scenes more than the front scene. Um, and yeah, man, the company went to shit. So, like, one of my goals with my brand is to, you know. You know, it's because everything is steps, you know, after I get two and three done, maybe the fourth one, which I already, uh, I already, um, I got three writers on the contract to develop a script. So hopefully soon uh, it'll be finished, but slowly but surely, but it's so difficult to, to, to find people to work with, man. Everybody wants to, 
Everybody wants to be something, but nobody wants to put that work in. Exactly, and that's that's what be pissing me off sometimes. Excuse my French. Um, oh, but don't worry about that. We we here we curse. Yeah, all right, cool. We <laughs> this is I real. This is raw. I'm not trying to curse too much of a storm, but no, nah, uh, in all seriousness, that's that's the biggest issue, and that's why I just start doing things, which is me. You know what I'm saying? And when the right people come along. Like, yo, if y'all want to do something, let's let's make it happen. You dig what I'm saying? Like, let's not be as we can still have fun, but let's get it done. Like, and then what I realized too, you also gotta find the people that wanna actually do the same thing. Yeah. Like have that same mindset, that same goal. Like, okay, look, we actually trying to get into acting biz. I just don't want to do it because I just want to do it. You know what I mean? So it is a little difficult. You gotta find the right people. Uh, make sure you ain't linking up with no shady people, and make sure the people you linking linking up with ain't doing shady shit to other people that you don't even know. Because then you're associated with them, and it kind of yeah, gets- no, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, another thing is that you like I tend to find these individuals they're so talented, whether it's as uh, acting, drawing, writing, have so so much potential and and to do something. But their lack of, of commitment, you know, and the procrastination are key factors that won't let them evolve into the person they need to become. Like, it's so difficult. Like, everybody wants something, but they're not, it goes back to not wanting to do that work. Exactly. And I ain't going to lie. At one point, so I'll, I'll be honest with you, I went through a whole little depression and shit like that, you know? Yeah. Breakups can be horrible. <laughs> yes, yes. Especially if you're like a whole family man. So that shit took a toll on me, slowed me down and everything. And it's a lot of things that I blame myself for that I missed out on. Like I could have started just acting stuff a couple years back, got back into a years back. But me being depressed and then just doing this, doing that, doing that, you know, all the little dumb shit. It was just like, oh man, you know, I wouldn't, take the step forward and like, all right, well, you know, I could do this and everything I can, but I'll be like, no, no, just, just fall back. And, you know, but sometimes people don't even know when they're even depressed, you know what I mean? So that was one of my issues right there that I had to overcome myself in order to even start, you know, to be able to start taking chances again. Because right now I'm literally taking a fucking chance with everything I do. You dig what I'm saying? Like, if I fell, I fell, but at least I know I did take that chance. Dude, I I, I hear you. I respect you. I, I totally understand you 100%. Um, hearing you speak, is, it just brings me uh, feelings and memories, what I'm going through, you know? I started this I, I started this brand three years ago. Well, no, I, I've always had this brand. Uh it, Made into legit business, pay taxes, all that shit. Going on either two or three years. And I'm going to tell you one thing, man. It's so difficult to, especially if you have a brand that's motivating, inspiring, all that shit. It's so difficult to have people believe in that shit. You know, because it's, it's, it's nothing but good and positive. Yeah, you know, but I bet you, I bet you, if I put out some ignorant shit, I'll get fucking, 
I'll I'll be coming a success overnight. And that's 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 the part I I, I hate. And um, I I had an opportunity for because uh, I have a um, you ever heard of not backpage but backstage? Mm-hmm. It's basically where um, actors and writers and voiceovers and stuff you go fly for stuff. So this one pitch of a show they was trying to pitch me for, basically, at first I'm thinking it's legit. They was like, we, we like your body. We see what we're working with and everything. And they like, all right, we're we looking for like a Apollo Creed type role. I said, well, I ain't as husky as him. You dig on saying? I got fit. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm fit again. Yeah, but I said, it's so not husky. But it's like, no, you, you fit the description. Like, we want you in the ring or something. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking this is a whole boxing role on this and third. Come to find out all they did, they wanted me to do was strip. <laughs> and, and I was like, because it was a pilot for a season. I forgot what this show was going to be called, but the producer, he, re- he emailed me and reached out. And he said, we think you will fit the role, you know, came in, you know, look at the interview and everything and all that. My dogs. But uh, got little dogs, little dogs. They they terrorists though. It's cool. <laughs> but um, so once I realized that, I backed out of it because I said I don't think in order to get any type of recognition or anything like that, you know, I should have to do that. You know what I mean? Stop mm-hmm. it! I got two daughters. Like my youngest is eleven and. I'm sorry, excuse me. My oldest is 11, my youngest is 8. So I'm thinking, I'm like, what they going to think? They're like, yo, my dad on TV shaking his ass in the Yeah, heart. yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm like, no, nah, and I, I, I turned it down. I mean, don't get me wrong, they did offer kind of good money. It wasn't bad. It wasn't crazy, but I'm like, the money wasn't bad. But I was just like, nah, I don't want to sell myself short. Like, I don't want to be in an uncomfortable position in order just to make it somewhere. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I do that. Look, you're basically all the talent and the skill set that you present yourself with. And I ain't no stripper, to be honest with you, bro. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, man. Have you ever thought of this, you know, producing something yourself? You know, because it's it's like it's so many like like right now we're at a time that there's so many like small film festivals to help you slowly build credibility for your for your craft, you know, and you get to travel really around the states, maybe around the globes. Just producing your, you know, small film festival slowly and shortly. Like I, I get emails all the time, you know, and just you know, do it yourself. I mean, right now you're in real estate. You said you bought your second home, you know, do a couple of flips or something like that, you know, and, and, and start it off, you know, make an indie movie with, with a, with a, you know, good budget. Well, that's what I'm actually working on. And, um, my only issue with that is just, like I said, it's just building the team, building the team. Like, find the right pieces because I don't know all the things like, yeah, I'm a tech savvy guy, but there are other people 
that I know for sure that could actually do things better than what I would be able to. Yeah. I could be the guy like, okay, yeah, I know this, but I know you could do this way better than me. And if I see something that I like and I'm like, hey, look, see if you can make that a little bit better this way, that way. Okay, I could be that guy. Like, um, I'm currently, me and my cousin, we're actually uh, writing a script together. I'm like, um, so far, we like the idea, like the pitch of it and everything. I can't say it right now because it's not trademarked or anything. So if anybody watches this and they go, like, oh, well, damn, that's not. Got it, got it, got it. No got it. I didn't know that myself. So my cousin's like, yo, don't speak on it too much. Trademark that shit. And then you can talk on it. That way, if they take anything that's similar to that, you know, they infringing or a copyrighted, you know, copyright infringement and all that. So, yeah, I, I definitely hope to do that. Um, I had two guys. One guy, he's a good videographer, but he was a bullshitter too. So, and I told him shit. I said, bro, you the king of this, this video shit. Like, he know how to set the lightings, the effects, special effects, the edits and all that and everything. And he's like, yo, bro, we're going to work together. We're going to work together. You know how many times I got that same response? Like, bro, let's, let's get this going. Like, I had a guy that... um had a classic uh, 73 Plymouth Duster, souped up, Mopar on everything. He was working on shooting a, uh, a whole little skit with a muscle car, like on some Fast and Furious type thing or something like that. Well, we were working on all that. We, we had, I found a guy that sit there and let us use his back way because he was a nice back way in the countryside we could use in um, Pennsylvania, where so we could able to rip the roads with it and all, and we could have had like a whole little scene that we could have shot which I was trying to do, but, you know, people bullshitted. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I hate reaching out as far as, like, I'm not going to say I'm well-connected, but I'm connected with a few people. I know people that would do favors for me on the strength of, okay, we know Nick. Nick always been a solid dude and everything like that, so we'll look out for him this, that, and the third. But I hate when I waste that time, and the, once I get it hap- get it to happen, people fail to come through. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's just a process, and it's just, you know, it's like when 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 you got a batch of weed or something, you know, you got to get the seeds out and shit. You don't want your stems in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's like you got to weed through it. You know what I mean? Just, you know, trials, tribulations with that crap, you know, so... Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you should like, how do I put it right? Get out of, come out of your comfort zone and reach like, like go to like hit up people that are in acting schools or take an acting class, you know, that are like, really like, I saw this show, it's on Netflix, it's called the McKiskey Method, something like that. It's, It's what, um. Ah, oh, fuck! What's his name? Michael something. It's a, it's a dope show. It's about this 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 guy who is an actor and he started his own acting school, and he you know he never made it successful as an actor you know because it's one of those things you start reaching a little bit type of fame that's it you know you you think you're the shit and um he started he started you know 
he started his own acting school and you know years progressed he's already older man and then like he he finally got cast in this role and where he won an oscar you know but like you know his school like all all potential future actors you know hit up those places you know you got to come out of and that's something you know i give my own advice you know i i have always you know try to see the potential in people and say hey let's do this you know but you know i come to realize you know you can only take the water the, the horse to water you can't make him drink true so i i i have to go you know now reach out like you know tech, film school right uh there's people that they're starting they don't know but they have that passion and they want that credibility they want that experience you know and they won't say no because it's like when you go to college for four years you try to get a job they don't give it to you even though you have a, a degree they don't give it to you because you don't have experience you know so they're not going to say no and you build you, you build your own team you know people with characters for not not from your surroundings you know we gotta it's difficult but that's what we gotta do like that's what i'm i me personally right now i'm uh well i'm not gonna say too much but um <laughs> everything i'm trying to do mm-hmm. comes so far not not as much as i would like it, but it's come somewhat so far and it's because i've got out of my comfort zone and started reaching out and some other places rather than my surroundings because you know sometimes sometimes family especially with family you try to work with them they 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 become like very how do i say privileged and they start feeling some type of way and the only thing you need them to do is to get the shit done and they'll give you 20 million shit but they don't get what you need to be done you know oh look man Trust me, I know. That's all I can respond to that part. I know. I, yeah, I've seen the ins and outs, certain things with fam, and um, there's things that families can do great together. But you know, you got egos, pride, uh, selfishness, and you know, sometimes that crabbing, crabbing a barrel mentality plays a role in a lot of shit that people don't realize. Like, yo, man, look, you up here, all right? You up here? I'm trying to get there too, but you don't want this catching up you like pull his ass down like no we're gonna do that so yeah i know that and well i actually did did start what you said like start getting out the whole comfort zone for example i'm right here today you dig what i'm saying yeah 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 right so i'm right here today and i I, and i definitely didn't bullshit you i was like i'm gonna hit you up i know you 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 said like yo bro i'm gonna hit you up i want you on my show and i was like all right, cool. I appreciate it. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, so, some more motherfucker. <laughs> some more motherfucker. So, talk. <laughs> and like, real, like, and did he just say that to get me pumped up? Or like, he like, no, nah, I really ain't fucking with you. I am a man of my like, word. And that's like, okay, for example, uh, the guy I mentioned earlier, Zay Rodriguez, he hit me up and asked me to work with him. And like, I'll be honest with you. I'm like this. All right, look, if I could sit here and pull up the messages we had before we actually were cool, I'm looking at him, questioning him. I'm like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? I'm making sure, like, 
he legit obviously and then i'm like yo um send me a video of you saying actually a conversation to me or something like make sure you're not trolling me like yo because i had people reach out to me but you know it turned out to be some bs you know what i mean so yeah 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 that's what like when i reach out to people I, I i try to send them like my link, like uh, Linktree will have all my my links, my my website, my you know the the, the YouTube, whatever. So so like I I told them all the time, if you're interested, take a look at what I have and hit hit me back. I leave it up to them, you know, mm-hmm. like because you know a lot of people just like you said, it's just BS. You know, I don't have time for BS. I I, I gotta. I, you know, I got a marriage, I got an autistic son, I got fucking responsibilities, I'm trying to, you know, I, I'm trying to get out of my, I'm, I'm trying to make something of my life, because I, no, no, when I, when I got to this, this world, nobody gave me anything, mm-hmm. right, so now that I'm here, I'm trying to make the best out of it, you know, and, and it's been, you know, years of BS, and, and, and stress, and anxiety, and anger, and a lot of shit to get where I'm at just to create this. And, I, you know, I don't have time to to waste. I don't have time to BS. We either do or we don't, you know? Shit, if it wasn't, if it wasn't because we did uh, the Black uh, Frequency podcast with uh, uh, my, my guy, shit, I would have hit, we would have done it right there and then, that night, you know? Like, I, I this is me. Keep moving. We got to move, you know? No, nah, and, and I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad Mo. He sat there. He hit me up. He's like, "Yo, I'm be on podcast." You know, C smooth. Yeah, my dude. As he want to be C smooth. Yeah, C smooth. Uh, but he sat there and uh, told me, "I said, all right, but." And then you know, he told me, you know, he gave me a brief description. I said, "All right, that's cool. That's what's up." And I, I said, "Let's work." And then actually, like. Like I like when we all was talking, I said, yo, man, we like three meagles. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, but the whole product itself, like right there, all three of us, we made a quality episode right there. And it was like standard. Straight, <laughs> it was straight genuine, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Enjoyment. And it wasn't like, you know, how how you say scripted or anything. It was just yes. straight all organic content and like that shit was dope. And that's what I love doing. Like when you could come together as people and just be like, yo, let's, let's make something special real quick. It may yeah. not last forever, but you know, yeah, definitely. And, um, people reached out to me cause I shared it and I showed it. It's like, yo, y'all was funny and shit. <laughs> it was like, yo, I, there's one shorty. She said, yo, cause she was laughing at what she said. And she was like, he said, nah, my wife, she don't play that. She fucks shit up. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> Like she, she's telling me her response. She's like, "Damn right, I fuck shit up." <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. No, like, that, that's, that's the, the truth. Like, like we, we, we came like three people. We just came together and like we just put something quality out there, and I enjoyed it. I really did that. And I yeah, hope, I definitely, I, I definitely want to do it again. Now, do it again because that was dope. I enjoyed it. it I'm, a, I'm gonna do the same thing, but I'm on a podcast. I'm gonna have you and him discuss hey. something up soon. Yeah. That that would be dope. And um had another uh person I sent the podcast episode to her. I said, Hey, check, check, check out the podcast we did. Let me know uh, what you think. 
in December. She checked it out. She said, yeah, I loved it. And um, she got about like about 10,000 followers and shit like that. So I linked her and, and, and Mo up and she's like, well, 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 who's is that? I said, well, technically it's not mine. I was just a guest yeah, on yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, she checked that link up. Hopefully they can figure it out, you know, make something happen out you hopefully, hopefully, man, because his and his um his dead. podcast is dope. You know, he you know, believe it or not, he talks about a lot of real shit that goes up that goes around the community, especially in the Black African American community. You know, uh, I remember me and I have a discussion that he told me they were giving him shit about like talking about females' wigs and and shit, and I was like, fuck that, like <laughs> no. Okay, you know, those are things you have to talk about because if, if you don't, talk, you don't know. Yeah, you, know, you don't. You, you're, you, you, you go don't. and hurt a, a woman's feeling because you're talking about their wig, and you don't know. Then we come up to be like an assholes. How are we a massive? I don't know. I mean, not educating me. No, exactly. Look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> It took me a while to realize wig and, and, and weave was like... Two different things? Yeah, like fake hair. I didn't know it was fake. I always thought it was just real hair. Period. I never knew. And it took me years. I think probably when I hit like 17, 18, and I really thought about it. And I was... Well, I'm going to tell you I, what happened to you. You came and said, hey, girl, and you're doing like this. And like, how how are you? And that shit stuck to your hand. And what the fuck is this? And it was a wig. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> nah, but look, basically, look, I, we, we was in our relations and everything. I'm hitting it from the back. And I'm just like, all right. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, that shit just pulled. You know how girls like to hear yeah, it? Yeah, Still not too much. Yeah, pull my hair, but not my <laughs> weed. Yo, pull that journal. I'm like this. <laughs> like, Instant softy. I, I became Mr. Softy so quick and I was just like, oh, like just just scared and shit. I said, what the fuck is this? And then I seen a little stocking cap down there. I oh, said, Oh man. He said, You act like you never seen. I said, I did not know this was this. I said, like, because I'm one of them dudes, certain shit I never pay attention to. But you know what? There's certain there, there's certain women that really when they put the, the wig or whatever it's called, you know. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I don't know the the correct term for it, but they put they put it on, and it's like it, you can't distinguish it. Like it looks real, so they well, they're, they're well, doing they're doing a good job. Job. That's the job. It's supposed to give you the you know the illusion that it's it's real. I mean, I don't. And, and ladies out there that's watching this, no, I do not knock any of y'all for wearing wigs. Yeah, do you? Yeah. I beautiful without them beautiful with the uh weed pieces not i i get that so i'm not not saying nothing like that but me personally i never knew what that was until like later yeah, on yeah, yeah i never really paid attention to shit i just always thought that that's what it was you know i didn't know it was weed and like i never wanted barely i barely went to the hair store you know what i mean so i ain't start going to the hair store until i had my daughters and they got long ass hair, but they still want some of the weed stuff. And, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of get it now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, like it's, it's nothing bad about that, but also you gotta, if you're in this, well, I'm gonna just put it to you like this: 
any field you in, you got to be able to speak the fuck up and speak your mind about shit. Mm-hmm. You know, shit and you can't tell your truth about it, how you feel about it. Like in a, not in an ignorant way, but in a good way, something wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like you got to be able to, like you can't get flat for telling the truth. That's like the whole, like when, remember when you said like, I ain't trying to get me to this shit like that. Yeah. Like, like for me, I'm like, man, fuck all y'all. Like, look, this is, this is how I feel about it. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, <laughs> but you know, like, Hey, so I yeah, mean, but yeah, here's have- here. Uh, you, you know, what you're saying is 100% true, but here's the thing with that, right? Let me break it down. Like in the hood, nobody gives a fuck about that. We, you know, this here in the hood, the only thing we knew is that the fucking is over. Then they're, they're not letting us move that extra ladder on, on the fucking tax bracket. You know, we're killing one another and all that shit. Yep. But and you know, and the and the and I don't even know how to put it. And, and there's another world, right? Where it's like people that are trying to do something with life, whether they're a podcast, business, I don't know, like you, movie actor. It's a different world, right? Mm-hmm. And and that world, which is what's basically on the TV twenty four seven. You know, it's not crime or whatever. It, it's you know. Uh, pop culture is what controls the media right now. Right? Sorry about that. It's what, what uh, controls the pop culture right now. Right? Like, example, journalism. It's telling the truth, telling about war and all that shit. But they'll tell you nobody wants to watch that. Because it's no. scary. It's the truth. It's right? true. So, and this w- pop culture world and whatnot and it's so much feelings. Not everything's feelings. So sensitive. You can't say shit. You're going to say some shit. You're going to cancel your ass. You know? So when you have somebody, when you have somebody coming from like the hood that's so raw, that's going to tell you how it is, you know, and speak the truth. And the way that they're delivering it, it was so, you know, swag, anger you know, conviction, you're wrong. Because you're not attaining to these other people's feelings. And say, oh my God. You know, they're so sensitive. No, I get it. I get it. And uh, hey, I'll give you a quick story. You're going to laugh at this. Uh, now, see, I used to work for TSA, Homeland Security, right? So I got a million stories, but this one always stuck out to me. So basically... When I was working, I worked there about, about four years ago, I think. Yeah, about three, four years ago. Um, so basically, you know, the machine, they come in, the AIT machine, they mm-hmm. come in. All right, so this chick comes in. Chick looks like a dude, literally. Even a woman there couldn't tell that that was a female. They thought it was a dude until they seen the ID. You did gonna say the ID. He was like, mm-hmm. "Shit, but you look, look like a dude." Like I'm talking about. You remember Kanye West get up when he had the the vest on, the the beige pants, and the mm-hmm. little book bag and shit. She had something similar to that. And she, I ain't gonna lie, the cut was sharp and shit. I'm like, "Damn, yo, cut sharp." So I come in. I'm, I was like, "All right, sir." I said straight up. I said, "Sir, uh, it's two feet right there. Uh, you know, arm stuff like that." Scandal. 
And then I said, uh, sir, I had to, you know, you got to explain the whole pat down, what you got to do. I got to, you know, swipe chest like this, your groin area like this. And then that's when I realized, I'm like, I said, oh, shit, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you was a woman. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she instantly just, you know, just start cursing me out. And I'm like, first, I'm trying to be calm about it. I said, look, it was a mistake. We can fix it, but then uh supervisor said no, once you scan them, you gotta do that in the third. So a woman had to do all that. She started cursing me out to see this is why y'all fucking motherfuckers need to get kicked off, fired, and all this other shit. Y'all ain't shit and everything else, right? So I'm looking at her and then I just snapped because I said, Hold on. And I said, I said, Hold on, bitch. Hey, let me tell you something. It's not my fault you don't know what the fuck you wanna be. You're a fucking woman that looked like a dude. How is that my fault that if my job is to scan you as you appear and you look like a fucking dude? Like, her breasts were fucking taped. Like, literally taped down. And Shorty told me when she patted this shit down, it was taped down and shit. So I said, you want to look like a dude, but you're bitching at me because I scanned you what you want to be. You know what I mean? So I'll slap this shit out, you know? I said, you know what, bitch? Fuck you. War star. I said, no, no, we, yo, we literally was. And my supervisor, she was like, Nick, calm down. I said, no, man, fuck this bitch. I said, I'm getting tired of all this, you know, this whole LGBTQ element. I said, I can't even say my whole fucking alphabet no more. That's how fucking mad I was. And like, I have nothing against anybody of any sexual orientation. You, if that's you, that's you. I respect mm-hmm. it. But don't expect me to know everything the fuck about you. Yeah. Right off the bat. Especially if I'm used to just, if I all I know is women because I love women, that's what I go for. My job is not to identify, like, I shouldn't have to. I think as a human being, I should be able to tell if that's a man or a woman. I shouldn't have to struggle. Like, yo, is that a man, woman? I don't fucking know. So and then I told her, I said, if your dumbass would have said something, like, well, you could have just came and said, sir, I just want to let you know I am a female. I know some people think that I'm sometimes I get confused on the dude because this wasn't, obviously, it wasn't the first time it happened to her. And she said that before. And I said, well, I said, if you knew that, then why the fuck you couldn't just pull me to the side before I scanned and say, hey, sir, explain it. I said, okay, thank you. No problem. You make my job easier because I wouldn't have made the mistake of not knowing. And, that, and, that's, and that's respect. Yeah, I mean, ethic and respect. Like, so never went out, out the way or nothing like that. And like my whole, <clears> whole like, because I'm always a nice, calm, respectful person. I really am. They are. They never see me like that. I said, Nah, man, fuck that bitch, fuck that dyke. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, she was all everything to me because once she said she wanted to slap the shit on me, I ain't gonna lie. I said, you know, I'm gonna beat your ass like a man if you want. To. Like, and my supervisor had to kick me off the floor. Like, no, Nick, go cool off. Go calm down. And I was like, I, I, could, I couldn't let that go because, like, it just disturbed to show me that because I'm just like, how do you expect me to know right off the bat? Like, how that's, you- that's the thing, too. Like, that's the thing. So, and then you, you know, about yeah, it there, there's you, no... Nah, like, it's not my job to know. Yeah, they, they expect, you know, in this world there we're in in this time frame they expected you know certain things so as soon as you don't know now you become vulnerable when you say i don't know i didn't know that 
right? Mm -hmm. They go instead of respectfully educating you. They, they, they scrutinize you. They put you on Twitter. They, they ban you. They, you know, cancel, cancel you or yep. meet you or whatever the phrase for the scenario. They, they'll go do that. But nobody will educate you. Nobody will say, hey, that was wrong. Nobody say this is what this is why, you know, you should do certain things. Mm -hmm. What makes it will 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 then go and escalate. Now you you basically frame somebody. You you know you you're doing what they do in every day in the hood, putting people in prison because they're not mm -hmm. educating on the laws of our state. And they're they're um. Like even for example, uh, so the other part of that situation was the manager, because you know there's a supervisor, but then there's a manager sitting up there in the stupid suit and shit. They all corny anyway. I couldn't stand them. She comes down and defends the chick. She says, "I'm sorry, our officers wasn't trained on this and that. We respect identifying." This. Yeah, and just, and I'm looking at her. I said, "That's the fuck we were." I said, you scan them as they appear. That's that's what the fuck we was trained in. I said, she looked like a dude, so she got scanned like a dude, bottom line. But then I forgot also, the manager was a lesbian too. So she had a little itch about it. So I cursed her ass out too. I said, I don't give a fuck. I said, look, if you knew she was that, you should have came down there and told me. Like, Nick, look, I just want to let you know. Like, you know what I mean? That that's coming up good. She's like, look, I know a couple of people probably look at her. To look. You know what I mean? Give us a heads up or something. You know what I mean? But she automatically took her um, defense, and I'm just like, all right, so I politely apologized for the error. Try, attempted to make it right. I couldn't make it right because of the rules that y'all have there. Uh, on top of that, you come defending this woman after she said she's going to slap the shit out of me, saying I'll knock you the fuck out, too, and all this other bullshit, and you're trying to crucify me for clapping back at her because I'm like, I said, look, I don't care if it was a dude. I said, I said, I wish it was a dude because I really would have knocked his ass out. But, um, so it's just like the whole thing is like, it's a, it's a, it was an ugly scenario. It was an ugly it, scenario for it, it you, for her. It was, you know, it could have been way better. It could have been handled way more professional on both ends. I'm not going to lie. I did get out of contact, but you know, my anger and emotions got the best of me because I'm hot. Look, when you look, I'm from North Philly, man. You, I don't take threats lightly. You dig what I'm saying? That's one thing about me. And, um, and I know I'm not no tough guy, none of that shit. You know, I try to avoid drama as much as possible. But when you threatening me and everything, then I'm going to do something. You know, I don't care whether I'm working in law enforcement or whatever the case may be. I don't like that shit. You know what I mean? It, it's it's like it's like a pinched nerve. It's like snap. Like yo, all right, kick his ass, kick her ass. And um, you know, but it definitely could have been handled way better. Definitely could have. Do I regret it? Nah. I mean, I still laugh to this day. No, you can't. You can't. You can't regret some. Sometimes you can't regret something that you really wasn't at fault. You know, besides that, you flipping in and, and and you know. Uh, how do you put it? Snapping that you know that could, if you're able to manage yourself, could have had better. But how do you can't really? 
It's it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. It it's because difficult. I, I said it. I said it in the podcast with with uh with, with C Smooth. Like when it comes to women, you know, we're always gonna lose. We're we're men. We're 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 supposed to be the superior gender. You know that as our forefathers and our years prior to us continue to emphasize, right? Yeah. So we should know better. We should always, you know. Yeah. Well, I always say this. I'd be like, look, and baby, listen, if you see this, ignore it. But anyway, look, um, <laughs> you lose to win with the woman. We always lose, but in the end, we kind of win. Mm-hmm. We got to let them get the W. Let them that, shut up. And get let them get that W. The things will be better. We don't let them get the W. It's gonna be rocky as hell. And that's the guy's honest truth. Yeah, that is true. And we all been in, been in more than one re- relationship, and we 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 don't learn some shit. Like, you know, yeah, the woman's always right. The woman's yeah. when they wrong, they right. Let them be right. <laughs> like, yeah. let them be right. Like, and it's just it's crazy. And then then on top of that, you know what's funny. Listen, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, for a long time, I realized I don't, I don't take L's. I learn lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Learn lessons. I like, that's the way I look at it. It's a lesson. Like, any L I took in his life so far has always been a lesson. I look at it as a lesson, too. And learn from it, grow from it. You know, and always go back to it when you're about to probably experience something similar or something like, well, hey, this happened when, you know what I mean? Well, you know what, actually, I can handle this this way versus the way I handled a similar situation like that before and seeing the outcome of it. But yeah, you can definitely, any L you take is a lesson. So only suckers consider L's an L. You know, mm-hmm. I don't consider L, L. I consider L a lesson. I feel you. North Philly, bro. That's a jungle out there. You don't know the half, bro. <laughs> you gotta look, bro. You got you gotta have a certain skin, and like, all right. So I, I give you an example. For me, I went to an all black school, right? But thing is, I'm Puerto Rican and black. You know, my mother's Puerto Rican. Yo, wepa. Yeah. <laughs> So mom's Puerto Rican, my father is black, right? He likes skinned black dudes. So I think he got a little white in him somewhere. He got some Drake in him. Yeah. You be yeah. singing Drake. He got you <laughs> he, he, he had some moments you got pop. You gotta stop. This is Philly. You gotta stop. <laughs> the most we sing is the 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 most whitest shit we sing is Will Smith, but that's it. <laughs> hey, hey, I love Will Smith, <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw his trailer for that um King Richard. Uh, the movie about um, uh, Venus and Serena Williams' father that he yeah. plays. It's just it dope. Dope. But Will Smith, I like him as an actor. I love actor. Will Smith. I, I love him as an actor. That's it, though. Like, the personal yeah. life. Stuff, uh, after, after, after the entanglement, you lost interest? Huh? After the entanglement, you, you stopped being a fan? No, it wasn't even the entanglement. Um... I mean, I felt bad for him, but it wasn't even that, that, like, him as a human being, like, 
the shit he did to uh if I'm I think her name is Janet Hubert, the uh the original Ant Viv, the best yeah. Ant Viv. When I watched that shit and like he basically got her fired off that show on some nutty shit. I get the whole thing, he was young, dumb, stupid, and shit like that, and insecure, but I'm like, yo. And Viv really made that show pop, like, real shit. And mm -hmm. uh, when I found that out, and then I seen, like, how her life was kind of altered after that, I'm like, damn, I said, this is the dude, like, yo, I got to see him perform live summertime. That was, like, one of the best jams. I remember he did that shit down at uh, Fairmont Park and shit. And all that and everything. I'm like, yo, I love Will Smith. Like, literally, all his music, the movies, and everything. And then, like, when I found that out, like, I still love his movie shit. But I was like, damn, yo, it's like, need to be punched in the face for that shit because that was corny. Like, it was corny on so many levels. Like, I'm like, you know how sometimes when you idolize people, you think they can't do no wrong. And then when it comes out, like, idols become rivals. Yeah. And I'm just like, I said, damn, that's corny. Like, you block. That woman's money, you think? I'm like, look, apology wasn't enough to me. Give that woman some bread, nigga. Like, you, you need to give her some money because from you doing that, that set off a trend and made it look like she was, you can't work with her. You can't this. And I mean, I'm glad they hashed it out and everything. But too late. But, but that's, yeah, it's too late. Like, well, it's never too late to hash it out. But like, dog, you could have did something more than be on a show and doing an open. Yeah, but album. you know what? You know, first, no excuses, but, you know, you live and you learn. You know, you, yeah. it's, it's 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 not what you did yesterday that defines you. It's what you do to continue better yourself as a person. You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it's fucked up. You know, but... We all, as a young children that we are you know have made plenty of mistakes yes we have and and that's why i'm like for me it's more so like damn i can't believe you did that you no know? it was shocking yeah you wouldn't you, would, you you would never think some shit like that but then also i looked at that entanglement as you know what that's karma motherfucker <laughs> you know what i mean but Jada Pickett ain't shit neither, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, I think... Yeah. I, I think she enjoys saying that shit to him to see him in tears like that. I really do. Like, I don't care how script that... That nigga was hurt on that show. I, I, I don't think he was hurt because uh, she was with him. I think it's just the, the public scrutiny. Like, you know, at the end of the day, what you do in your house, that's in, it's the price of your house, you know? So if sure. you if you have a deal with somebody, because being famous and having money, you you go separate ways. You're both gonna be broke, first of all. So it's, it, it, from a marriage, it becomes a business. Then you got these kids that you know they're good kids, but they become good kids because you 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 have found a way to work together. So when he you know he probably was like you know you go do you, just make sure you don't you know. You know who who humiliate me, and then she yeah. got with some, you know she got with somebody younger. Yeah, yeah. humiliated. Yeah, yeah. Fucking worst part, like yo, Jada must got some good pussy because yo, what, what was it, uh, the Augustina kid? That nigga. Hey, he like, did he did that fucking to promote his fucking album. That that's b that's BS. Yeah. That's BS. That's a publicity stunt. He's been off for quite some time. That's true too. That's you true know, too. like. 
you gotta listen, man. I I I realize you know when you were a kid, man. Yeah. And and like I know you you have gone you know gone through this shit as, as I gone through it because you know you for no Philly, like you said, right? Like it was a point when you're a kid, you like you you you're stuck. You feel like you you your back is against the wall, right? And you're like you feel like that torture that that you be you're miserable that unhappiness is never gonna end. It's never gonna end. That it's always gonna be there. It's always gonna be there, be there, and be there. And it, it wasn't until like 24 hours ago that I realized like it did finish. It did end. And I've been walking around for years with these wounds that have been healed for so long, but yeah, I feel like I'm bleeding out of them. And it's been it's been holding me back in so much shit in life. Because I've been stuck with that mentality. You know, I've been stuck with with uh the decision I had to make to be able to survive. Cause I felt that that hell was never gonna finish. That was gonna, I, I, you know, I was gonna be stuck there for eternity. And I literally realized 24 hours ago when I had this conversation with my wife, because this is where you, you know, the person you're with is a good investment, right? And she helped me realize, like, like fuck. I've I could have done so much in 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 my twenties or maybe not if that I could have been something a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. I was stuck that was in, in that hellhole, you know, because you it stays stuck and and you feel like it's never gonna end, especially when you have a bad day. And it and it did end because I got married, I bought a house, I have a son. I'm starting a business, you know, and, and before these 24 hours, I was, I was like feeling like, yo, it's like growing up, it's just never going to end, but it did. You know, so like, it's, it's not what you did yesterday. It's, it's the person you, you're trying to be, you know, within an hour, within two hours, within a year, within two years, within five years, you know? So Will Smith, you know, he fucked up that woman's life, you know, probably. I mean, he fucked up a lot of opportunities. I mean, don't get me wrong. She still managed to to be who she is and everything. But I think a lot of opportunities that she could have had were taken away because of that. Yeah. You know, but he took I, accountability of of what he did. Yeah, he did. So that's, I, a, I get, that's a that's a real man shit because not a lot of real men do that shit. Yeah, and then that's why I said I mean, I, give or take, I don't know if it was a poke, like they just did it because of the show, you know. Yeah, but, so we, we we don't know that, but yeah. like from looking at it from the outside, yeah, he, he took the kind of accountability for it, and that's why I give him his two points at, but overall it's just like man, it's it's whatever now, but you know, they made up so can't be mad at it no more, I guess. But you know, it's just a disappointment because I'm like, damn, yo, Fresh Prince. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh, but the comment on what she was saying, you know, as far as the wounds and stuff like that, 
Like, bro, I don't live, technically, I don't even live in Philly. You know what I'm saying? I moved out of Philly. And um, I live uh, in Delaware County now. And, uh, you know, I really don't have much to worry about living out here, to be honest with you. But I still have that North Philly mentality. And, and I'm like, like me, I keep my strat with me 24-7, you know? I, and like sometimes when dudes approach me, I'm ready to swing because I'm like, yo, like it took me a while to calm down with that because I'm thinking like, look, when you grow up in North Philly and all you know is like, yo, dudes either going to try to rob you or just pretend to be cool with you to set your lid. That happened to me. I got robbed at gunpoint. You dig on saying, uh, when I was 18, I got robbed at gunpoint. <clears throat> I, guys, I thought that was my friends and stuff. And, and like, look, I, I'm not in no, no game-banging life lifestyle, none of that shit. I'm just a dude that, you know, I learned how to manage my finances early, uh, manage my money. And, um, and I was just always a hardworking dude. But, you know, I hung out with people and stuff like that. Whatever. But, you know, I got robbed at gunpoint. And that, you know, for me, that's a wound that kind of never really healed. Because at the same time, it's like, yo, I almost lost my life for a hundred bucks in a trans pass. In broad daylight, you know what I'm yeah. And like, I'm 17, 18 at the time. So I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I kept saying. I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? But, um, you know, yeah, like some of the wounds don't heal. And like, that's one of them for me, myself. It hasn't truly healed. Because at the same time, even though I don't live in Philly, part of the businesses and stuff that I do, my entrepreneurship is in Philly. Some and it's moving more towards the Delaware County now than anything, but you know, I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna make my bread. You know what I'm saying? I have no fear to go anywhere I want. As long as the money's right, I'll go. You know what I mean? I don't care. But uh, yeah, that's a mentality, like depending on where you grew up at and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I it's hard to shake off because if that's all you used to, I, it's, it's a real hard feeling just to get rid of because, like, look, for example, like I said, I went to an all-black school, for example. I literally was the only Puerto Rican light-skinned dude like this. Like me, I was lighter than this when I was younger. All right? The first time I heard the word cracker was from a black kid. He called me a cracker. And I was like, I said, man, I said, what the fuck? And I wish I had a picture of me when I was younger. Like, you'd be like, yo, you was lighter than this. And I guess my skin tone, you know, settled in as I got older or whatever. But I was lighter then. And uh, he called me a cracker. I said, what the fuck is a cracker? I said, no one home. I said, mom, uh, I said, mom, what's a cracker? He said, oh, that's just a racial term that um, people call white people and stuff like that. I said, well, why the black kid call me a cracker? I said, I'm not white. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, she said, <laughs> she said, you know, and she my mom just shares because some people are just ignorant and their parents don't teach their kids no better. You know, which is true. That's one of the issues that plague a lot of communities in the urban neighborhoods and stuff. But there's a simple fact that, you know, they teach their kids pure ignorance instead of respect. And that's why we have half the issues we have now in today's society with these kids because it all starts from home at the end of the day. Half these parents don't even raise their kids anymore. YouTube raises their kids. Word up. Word up. I learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Word up. Let me ask yeah, you something. Let me ask you something, right? Go ahead. Like when when 
I, I just want to know somebody else's point of view. Like when, when like rappers or people, they say, I got to show the hood love. Right. Or that I'm never, you know, they, they glorify the hood. Like is, is like, is it because I'm, I, I've, 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 you know, experienced life out of a certain difficult scenario growing up that I know that something's more like when I hear somebody say, I got to show love for the hood, like but the hood shot kill you. Oh, I got to show love for the hood. But they're about to rob you. Oh, I got to support my hood. But they're trying to take food out of your mouth. Right. And, and, and this is question. I could be right. I could be wrong. I, I just want to know. Because, you know, let's use it as a, a, like a public field. Like, look at, look at, look at Nipsey, right? Nipsey Hustle, mm-hmm. right? You know, Rest. he, he, yeah, he, he, everything he did was for his hood. He became a million, billion, we don't know, in being in his hood. But yet his hood is the one who took us, took him away from us. All right, so my response is that uh, well, I want to say this one more time. Rest in peace, Nip. Uh, I was talking with Nipsey House when I first saw him on a, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, on the XXL mag. Mm-hmm. He in class, John. I'm like, oh, I said, yo. So he looked familiar. I thought he was Lloyd and Snoop Dogg. Like, I see, I, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I thought he was Lloyd and Snoop Dogg. But oh, I, shit. his shit and his flow and like. Like a lot of people weren't fucking with Nip's music as much as they did now when he passed away. And I'm saying, yo, but if you really like early on, you listen to Nip, what he was saying, like he was speaking nothing but facts. And like he was trying to change, like honestly believe he was trying to change the whole narrative of what the hood is supposed to be and everything else. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he was affiliated and all the other shit and certain shit, you know. Down yeah, there. but how, could it, how couldn't you not be when you grow up in a an environment with that and that's the way of survival? Well, because when you grow up in certain areas, if that's all you got there, you got to pick which one and, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And you got to pick quick. Pick quick or you're going to get shot anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, so when they say you got to show love to the hood, to me, that's the biggest mistake because, for example, Meek Mill, like, I watched Meek Mill since when I was, when he was a kid, you know, when he had the braids and mm-hmm. shit. And he was yelling uh, at, at phones. Yeah, and um, when he was rapping on the Flamers, John and all that, we, we used to sit there and, and was, I believe that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's high school, ninth grade, yeah, ninth grade high school. He was, he was young, just, he was young. Yeah, we were young, like, listening to it, uh, it was eighth, ninth grade, whatever, and so I'm seeing the kid, like, yo, he rapping, and blah, 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 that, that. I'm like, okay, go ahead, Miki, doing his thing. And you see how everybody was behind him, rocking with him, and this, that, and third, right? So, but at the same time, um, I can't really say too sure, but I honestly believe half them people that was rocking with behind him, Probably we're half the people later on in his life that probably was trying to like, all right, he got on, we're gonna rob this nigga next. <laughs> and yeah. you know, and third, like, does look, people clown me for trying to make peace with uh 
two rappers like yo he said look i can put a lot of philly niggas on but y'all gotta stop this beef and she stopped this and the third like everybody can eat out here and and you know um i don't know what the other rapper person name was but you know they clown and say yo don't come this way don't come this hood like we whoop your ass or whatever and shit like that like you a nut you ain't got no play whatever so my whole thing is show love to the hood it's it's hard to like that's a no-no because when you make it out of the hood, you don't go back to the hood. Nine times out of ten, they're going to kill you because you're up there, they're down here, and it goes back to what we said earlier, crab in the barrel mentality. He made it. We should be happy. Guess what? We need to try to get everybody else to be like, yo, you don't got to be a rapper to make it out the hood. There, there's a lot of talent in the hood, period. A lot of dudes that uh, that didn't even go to school for business, that have the business mindset like a motherfucker, that had artistic skills, that could, uh, they could sing, draw, whatever, uh, fix houses. It's a lot of dudes in Philly that got so much talent, but it's wasted because they, they stuck chasing one of the dumbest dreams that possibly won't never happen in general. And um, so for me, show love to the hood, this is what I do. If if that's me, if I'm meek or if I'm anybody that came from a certain hood and just like, look, I'm not going to be hanging around that hood anymore. So I know what the fuck that hood do. I don't want to go back there. I mean, I'll come through for a concert, put money in my city and shit like that. Yeah. Gonna, I'll I do that. Like, not, like, a, like a food drive not, or something like that. Give, give, no give tours to the kids. Yeah. Like, okay, for example, there are a lot of abandoned homes around here, right? You ain't got to put your name on it. Put an LLC out. Start building these homes up. You dig what I'm saying? Make these shits better. Stop leaving around. You know, like, as half these rappers know certain things about the hood, they know the things that they would have wanted to change if they could. Back then when they was growing up, like, you know, I would change this, change that. Okay, well, guess what? Make it safer for these kids. You know, show these kids, even though this is what you rap, tell them the truth. Like, yo, Y'all don't have to be this. Y'all don't have a lot of these rappers, what they put in the songs, that's what they make these kids think that this is what it is. There's no money in that. Yeah, I know that. There's no money. You know why? Like, I watched this interview with with Cameron, right? Uh, From Dipset. Uh, I think Drink uh, Drink drink Champs with... uh, Drink Champs. With Nori, Nori, right? Yeah. And he says, like, he was telling us, uh, he, he was telling a story about this girl and, and it's basically like between Nas and Jay-Z. And he's like, you know, Nas is the truth when it comes to lyrics and, and, and speaking that word. Yeah. Uh, but the girl straight up told him that I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, preached to when I'm in the club. Don't want to, I want to listen to Jay-Z, you know, it's like it, it's, you know, like the number one thing that sells anything is sex. I bet you my brand, if I if I if I posted up a, a girl with some nice titties, you know, about to pop off the shirt, my brand, my shit would sell. My shit would sell. Had a chick on the show, just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, post up with a bikini, it'll sell, make money. Yeah, that's will. not what it's about, you know. Like they, you know, a lot of rappers know about this game, especially yeah, know. you know they know. You know, but it's like I saw the, the interview with Mayweather, like uh, when he fought uh, this uh, Jake Paul or, or the other dude. 
Logan. Logan? Yeah, Logan. It's like, you know, I can't feed my, it's like basically I can't feed my kids with with, with legacy. Uh And I feed my kids with money. No, look, look. Here's my thing with Floyd. He got a point. I don't, I don't know if it's true if he can read or not. I'm, I'm not too sure, uh, but I think that's just fifty clowning and shit. <laughs> and the internet just ran with it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> with Floyd, you got to give credit where it's credit due. Um, he's not to me. I think I he's put it. I put him in probably top five boxes i don't put him as number one i have my reasons um but uh overall floyd is great and business that do no business like this mm-hmm. like this dude orchestrate these matches whereas though rather people will say they cherry picked or not but he knows how to make money his kids and his kids, kids, and his kids, 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 and his kids, 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 and his kids, kids, kids are set for life right now, currently, right now. Like, he's literally, I think when it comes to business, he's literally the smartest boxer when it comes to business, hands down. And and I think that's where a lot of the hate comes in that. It could be like, yo, you look at the stats when he did that fight for Logan Paul. He fought a Disney... YouTube star for eight rounds made 32 million. A dude that had no experience at all. Don't get me wrong. It is definitely embarrassing for boxing, but it was a smart business move on his behalf. He's like, yo, this dude going to bring in a shitload of revenue. Why not? Yeah, but they still pay for it. That's the thing. Like, they, because people want to see him lose. Yeah, so people people like want to criticize it. Like a lot of, like I think like uh Oscar de la Hoya criticizes him a lot, but like you, if you were not in that same predicament, you do the same shit. So like, why are you hating? Because you're exactly. not eating. Because you're not eating. Fight somebody that look like he gonna kill him. Yeah, I don't know, but whoever that dude is, I seen the picture. I ain't even bothered to read it. They talking about de la Hoya in the article. They said de la Hoya uh, starting to regret this. And I said, nigga, look, if I was de la Hoya and I seen that dude, I'm like, yeah, bro. Thing. I'm gonna just, you know, just set myself out. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna like mm-hmm. that dude. Like it's it's certain, like, you know, and De La Hoya has a little envy, but De La Hoya overall, he he was a good boxer, great boxer too. Um, but you know, I think he personally should have stood in retirement. The only dude that that should be allowed to fight that was who I I honestly believe is the best boxer. I don't care about his losses. Is um, that's able to come out of retirement anytime he wants. It's Mike Tyson. To me, he still is the baddest motherfucker on this planet. Period. I don't give a fuck what anybody say. That nigga could walk in any hood. He could walk in the hardest hood and not no one nigga would even think about disrespecting that motherfucker. Facts. And that's facts. Like, you could go to the top naked general and the Crips, the Bloods. So you think, have you seen? Uh, he, he has a a podcast called the Hot Box. I think Hot Box with Mike Tyson or Boozy. The, Yo, he's that John dog. Huh? He scared the shit out of Boozy. Yeah, <laughs> and and Boozy's somebody that that um, allegedly like paid a- paid people to to have other people murdered. 
mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Like, and he had him shook. Yeah. And he's like, uh, it's it's like, what gives you the right to call Dwayne's Wayne's son, uh, some shit like that because you want to be trans- yeah. some some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with Boosie. Not not calling him a name, but I agree with the concept of what Boosie was saying. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. It was understandable. <laughs> It was understandable, but how he put it, 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 it was more so like, bro, you, 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 you just talking shit about the kid and shit, and like, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you just disrespecting the kid. You don't even know the kid. But I get what he was trying to say, but I think his emotion, emotions were just too raw, and how he said it and everything. But that's the thing I was telling you earlier. Is it's yeah, it's it's that delivery. It's how you talk. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I trust me, I. It's something I've learned throughout the years, uh, you know, because I, 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 you know, I grew up in Puerto Rico, the barrio, you know, I, I had fucking DEA every fucking other Thursday jumping in fucking and, and taking people hostage because, you know, they were saying drugs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was constantly trying to, you know, get stabbed. People was always trying to shoot me and just being me. And I was, I was just me just walking down the street, minding my business. Imagine somebody that was actually in that life, right? So, like, I, I, I throughout the years and, and being married and becoming a father, like, you know, you got to learn how to talk. You have you have to learn, learn how to deliver. There's a time and place for everything, you know? And certain, certain things, like, you have to be able to articulate it in a way where it's so you can understand it on both sides. For example, mm-hmm. like, you ever listen to President, former President Obama's speeches or when he spoke to people in general, you could be angry at that motherfucker, but when he talked to you, you actually understood. Like, he, gives you, he gives you that. Oh, that, that. Republicans. Yes, right here. Yeah. Motherfuckers. We'll get, <laughs> well, to get real in his shot out. <laughs> yeah, because even Republicans that hated him admitted, like, yo, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? They couldn't argue with like he he's like, no, I understand certain frustrations you have, but you know, I want you to hear from this. And like Obama could articulate a lot of things and it made things so easy as far as like how to work with certain shit and this and that. Mm-hmm. Like I always loved Obama and how he talked and, yes. and how he how he articulated what this point, what he was trying to say, but also he was always willing to um to listen out, to listen to what you're saying and understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, happen, it, it, it was that it, it's yeah. having that dialogue, having that conversation where you express your opinion, I express mine. I'm not trying to uh, say your opinion is wrong. I'm trying to listen it and and try to understand. And you do the same, which is yeah. it's it's a healthy conversation. A lot of people just bring their thoughts and and they think no, mine's right, mine's right. And, and, you know, sometimes neither are right, but you're not giving the opposite side. You're not able, you know, I, 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 I try to live by this, the saying, right. You speak once and listen twice. Mm-hmm. So when I speak once, I'm going to do my best to explain everything that I can. So you can understand. And when you speak, I'm going to listen twice. So I can understand what you're trying to say and, and, and be able to, you know, you don't have to be right. You don't have to be wrong. Or I need, we need to know, what we need to do is understand. No, I agree with you. I agree with you a million percent. And um, 
that's why he, like Obama, like I always listen to how he breaks things down. Like um another character guy, um well he's not a character, but another politician. Um I don't know if you ever heard of him, uh Beetle O'Rourke. Beetle, no. Okay, you look him up, look look at his speeches and and how how he was able to communicate with everybody in a room where everybody was against him. And he and at the end they basically he made them clap for him and this and third because he articulated in a way and listened out to people. Like he even spoke out, you know, with the whole kneeling thing, like, you know, how they had issues with kneeling with the flag and stuff like that. You look, look up his videos, look up, look up his speeches and everything. And, you know, he has a lot of similarities as far as how Obama was, you know, would articulate things, how he would listen and is willing to listen and, you know, and get, you know, get a good view from both of them and get people to understand certain things. Like he turned a room that basically he walked into that literally just like, mm-hmm. that's big one I'm saying. And did you ever see, did you ever see that uh, there's a clip and where I think he was giving a speech and there's somebody uh, like a fan or, or a supporter was from the other side and he was saying something and Obama stopped and said, no, let him talk. There's no reason why you should not. He's he has you know like he's a veteran. He he should have his right. Go go say what you have to say, sir, or something like that. And that was so inspiring. Yeah. That was beautiful, and and that's that's true leadership right there. That that is true leadership, not dictatorship. Like yo, at the end of the day, he sat there and let a man that probably was against him, mm-hmm. and it didn't like what he said and said, hold on, let that man speak. Let me hear what he's saying. You think what I'm saying? And when you have more people like that, honestly, rather it's man or you know, I honestly think we can accomplish way more in general in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. 100%. 100%. I agree. I agree. You know, it's like, you know, it's not like, you know, when it, the difference between a man and a, and a woman is like when they talk, like a man just wants to know where, when, and what, you know? That's it. He'll tell you. He'll tell you that's what happened. It was Jimmy. It was that Friday. He was drunk. He got fucked up, and we and we left. Right. Mm-hmm. A woman. A woman would give you everything else with detail and emotions and how she was feeling at that moment when he she saw her friend drink that first shot. I was like, well, you know, it's more detail. So we, you know, we have to do a better. Uh, especially for a woman, you know, a better finding a better way to communicate because that's half the battle. No. That's just half the battle, you know. And one thing a lot of people have to realize: behind every great man, there's a great woman. Yes, and that's how we function. Like that's plain and simple. Like yo. Some of the women I dealt with helped me out with certain things and helped me realize certain things, you know, because I'm not going to lie, I'm not perfect. We got errors of judgment and everything. They showed me different ways of thinking, you know, certain factors like that. So I always tell people, you got to always remember behind every great man that you see, there's always a great woman or there's some type of woman figure that's sitting there like, hey, I'm going to argue with you about this. I'm going to tell you like hey i don't agree with that fully i think you could handle it this way i think you need to look at it from this perspective instead of your way of thinking and all that other stuff 
So it's always a great woman behind a great man. Yeah. Yeah. The brains, you know, because they always write. <laughs> always write, always know it all. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> all right. Relationships, man, they're, they're crazy. No, relationships. Fuck, you need them. Can't go without one. Not saying you can't, but I'd rather die with somebody knowing I was in love with them than die alone like an old dirty bastard or something like that. Listen, if you can if you can adapt to the rules and regulations that are, you know, made clear within the relationship, you you're gonna be fine. Maybe somebody else that'll want to follow the rules. You know, you can't, you can't like, you can't do something you're not supposed to and don't, not worry about the repercussion. It's an, it's an equal, it's a line. It's supposed to have a balance. No, that's true. You need, you need a certain balance. Uh, you gotta, like I said, no relationship is ever going to be perfect, right? So I think this is how I look at it. Uh, I tell any woman I deal with, and some some of them find it hard when I say this. I say, look, all you got to do is love me and fuck me and everything will fall through. And one chick, she's like, what? What you mean? I said, just love me and fuck me. I said, that's it. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's all. Like, I don't I don't need nothing else. I said, you know, everything else will, you know, fall in line. Mm-hmm. And, um, I said, I know it's going to be compromises because it's going to be things that you don't like, things that I don't like. You know what I mean? But the thing is, it's never meant to be perfect. If life was perfect, we don't exist. So I tell, so I tell anybody, you got to really think about how y'all manufacture your relationship, how y'all build it up and everything, the OEM quality of it. And, um, if you if you could compromise and still be happy within yourself, then your relationship is gonna be fine. But if you compromise where it's though um you ain't happy but you're still sticking with it, because I guess you know sometimes people can stick with the relationship because of money, or you know what, yeah, um I'm gonna just stick with them until I find somebody else or stick with her until I find somebody better. Like, no, just walk away from it, because otherwise you're wasting that person's time, but you're also wasting your own time, too. Yeah. You're, you're stuck in that the fucking hellhole for no reason. You got to. You know, I've learned throughout the years that, you know, if something's not working out and it's and it's it's not, you know, and you truly love that person, the best thing is is you got to let them go. Yeah, because That's- you know you you're forcing a shoe that doesn't fit, and it's gonna end up harming you, harming you at the end. You know, like I had um my first ever girlfriend, girlfriend, like girlfriend, like I went to go visit her at her house, met the you know met the the, the mom, the pop, spent time. I, I I still with her like three years, man. And, you know, shit popped off, you know, like I always do, you know, and I had to move, <laughs> come in and, and move over here. 
And, you know, and I was going through so much shit because I just got in, you know, I got out of one hellhole and I just entered another uh, uh, hellhole, right? And, you know, it was like I was on and off with her, you know, like I missed her, I loved her, you know, but like it wasn't working out because everything she spoke, like she was always telling me she wants to enjoy life, you know, and, you know, you know, I'm over here. She's over there. Like, you know, go be free. I'm sorry. Go be free. Don't, don't, don't stop. Don't stop uh, living life because of me. And much of it hurts, you know, because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know at what point I was getting back on my feet. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was on and off for months, you know, what, and, and, at one point, like, I, I said, fuck, I, I want to be with her. I'm going to make this shit work. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to make this shit work. You know, I, I went to this, this, this Julie, uh, Julie, Jewel, uh, I can't even fucking talk, Jewel shop to buy a ring, right? And um, I, it was like a payment plan. And dude, at that time... I was working the shitty ass security job in 555 Elizabeth Ave and in Newark, New Jersey. I was getting getting paid 850 and I was only working fucking two days out of the week. Uh I was getting paid every two weeks. My check that were giving me they, they were giving me my check like a, a third week. Mm-hmm. So I had to fucking manage that shitty ass check into something better, right? So I was living in my grandmother's basement, which it was always getting flooded with shit. Right. I had my my room, my bed was a small, I had a corner, literally a corner in a basement room. Like one half of the room was full of uh boxes, literal boxes. Like they used it as storage room. And I had a a fucking corner. A fucking corner. Literally a fucking corner. Uh, the basement had a bathroom. They refused. The only thing they let me open was, uh, yeah, the, the sink. If I could wash my mouth, the toilet was closed cause they didn't want to, they didn't want to waste water. The, the shower was closed because they didn't want to, you know, waste water. They purposely put boxes in there. So no one used it. And dude, I had to wait a specific time to use the bathroom upstairs I had a way, uh, specific time to um, take a shower. So let's say if I got to work, uh, like I used to work overnights and somebody didn't come in and I would get uh, get out of three by the time I got home it was like four or five o'clock, five o'clock hit, bro. They would lock that fucking door. I couldn't take a shower. I would fucking go down and fucking wash my ass in that sink, right? And um, I was like, fuck, I'm going to get through this shit. And one day, you know, it's like my final payment. bro. I had like $45 to get the fucking ring. And I go and they had shut the fucking jewelry shop down. Like they, they fucking demolished it. Like there's no jewelry store there no more. They made it into fucking a, 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 a fucking a, a glasses shop. Dude, and I was so fucking heartbroken. 
right? I, I was coming from work that day. Uh, I, I was lucky that they gave me they gave me a Monday morning shift to get earn a little bit of money. And I, and I was walking, you know, from work once I got to my area to the store and, and, I, and I saw it was it was fucking closed. Literally fucking closed, bro. And uh, dude, I was heartbroken. Like I never in my life, I've never felt like I wanted to commit suicide at that moment. You know, and I got home. I couldn't fucking take a shower. So, you know, I changed, you know, I got a membership to Planet Fitness, uh, which is open 24 hours, Monday through Friday. So, you know what? We'll go get a workout, take a shower there. And, yeah, I was so fucking heartbroken that, like, I can't do this. You know, I called her. And I think that was one of the hardest thing I had to do in my life. Break that, you know, lie to her. Tell her I don't love her. I don't want to be with her. That's somebody else. Because I knew as she stuck with me, you know, she would, you know, at the end she would become bitter and and feel like her, she wasn't able to enjoy life because, of, because she was so loyal to me. And dude, that, that, that phone call, after that phone call, like, I don't know when it's going to be okay for me. I don't know when things are going to better. I'm stuck in this fucking uh, shitty ass basement that, you know, I appreciate it that I have somewhere to go, but you know, every other day, somebody flushes the toilet. I got a fucking shit floating. I come home to fucking part of the water. My room smelling like shit. I don't know when things are going to be okay. I keep, I can't keep promising you that, where I'm going to go there and marry you and I'm going to give you the life you want and we enjoy. I can't promise you that shit. That's too much to handle. You know, I love you. I love you. I loved her that much that I didn't want to be the person who fucked up her life because all she wanted, all she was doing is loving me and being loyal. That wasn't fair. You know, and, and, you know, I look at my wife sometimes and, and as you remember that moment, it's a very, it's a vivid freaking moment because it's somebody I wanted to marry. I wanted to spend the life with her, you know, like a friend, she was my lobster. I thought at that moment. So sometimes in relationships, if you love somebody that deep, Yo, you got to let him go. No. No, it's, I agree. It's impossible, bro. It's like, it's, it's crazy because um, we share like a similar story to a certain mm. extent. Mm-hmm. Mine's just a little crazy. I'm not going to say it on this show. <laughs> I'll tell you, one, one day. We'll one day, like, yeah. We link up in person. I'll tell you this shit. You can be like, oh yeah, I mean, that's why you wouldn't want to say it. But uh I get where you're coming from and um uh, I respect that a million million percent. I mean it's fucked up. You, you know, you had to say a lie in order to, you know what I mean? But also it it was more so protecting her than anything because like I said, she could have been blind and not see certain things that you were seeing because you 
only know what you was going through. I, bro, I he didn't know everything. Yeah, I told her I was living this life and it was okay because I didn't want her to worry. I didn't, you know, I I had a very good relationship with her mom. I would talk to her mom and she would tell me, oh, she's been, she's crying, she's depressed and all that shit. And like, and her mom was very real. She she's not gonna fucking play, you know. It was that deep. <sighs> Sucks. Now, look, look, I, I I definitely get it. Um, like I said, you you did the right thing. Like it sucks that you'll sit back and think about like, damn, what the you know, everybody sits back and think on the what ifs. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you gotta look at the positive what if, but then you gotta look at the negative what if. You know, who's to say, would you be where you at right now if you actually continue on? You know what I mean? And you you'll sit there and look at it and just like, dang. Yeah. So all you can do is wish wishing them best, hope them well. Say like if you're a man of God or you believe in the whole Jesus Christ and all that stuff or Allah, whatever you believe in, you know, you say a prayer and like you wish them the best and wish them well and wish them many blessings because at the end of the day, you know, you blessed for that too because the simple fact, they say you could have been an asshole, dragged their ass along and literally wasted half the life, you know, you know what I mean? Because that could have been your turning point too if you think about it, mm-hmm. you did thing where it made me realize like yo i gotta change some shit up yeah i may not be able to get you know may not be able to get her back but you know at the same time i did the right thing she'll be better off and you know if, if you're the one of them type of people that look at the present future and everything like that you'd be like this will prepare me for the next step in my life yeah. you know so if anything it made you more of a man but us as men it's certain things that we won't sit there and tell a woman, you know? And sometimes women would think that it's more selfishness and everything like that. But no, after listening to you, this is a prime example. Ladies, if you're watching, it's like, yo, listen to what he just said and the reason why he did it. Even though it's fucked up that, you know, it was a lie, but it was in order to set her free and not set her up for disaster. Instead of ruining her life because of the path he was currently on and not a 100% sure if that path was going to change or, you know, blessings was going to come or like the darkness that was surrounding her was going to ever go away. He lied to keep her safe away from that in order for her to continue her life on instead of dragging her along. And, you know, and then a lot of women out there, y'all listening, y'all know this dudes out here that do that 27, drag y'all with y'all yeah. with their, their dumb shit and everything. And, Expect y'all to just stick there and y'all waste y'all whole time. Instead, he did what a real man would do. And he, he figured out a way to wear his though, even though it, it kind of sucked. But he made it wear his though, she'll be okay. Yeah. You know I mean? no, she, probably, she still I, hates I me until this day, but, you know, I'm good. Props, bro. I give you mad props. It, it takes a lot of guts and heart to do that. Also, just a lot of guts and heart just to even admit that. You dig what I'm saying? And that's 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 a real man right there. A real man can admit certain things and and tell truths that a lot of men won't say. You know what I mean? So I give you one hundred percent respect points for that. You, you know what is man? It's it's you know I grew up with my grandparents and 
for them, every person that was a pillar or, you know, a wall in their life started diminishing like this slowly. Boom, boom. You know, every mm-hmm. other I grew up. Yeah, I grew I, I lost count how many fucking funerals I went to. And time, I learned that time, it's a huge, you know, it works for you, works against you. It's the time is the most important thing. At that moment, I just literally turned 20. No, I turned 21. You know, I, I had, you know, I had, I had time to, 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 to let her, you know, let her go and where she can enjoy her fucking life. Right now, she's having her second baby. She's, you know, she's what a fucking fantastic guy. And they're both living it up. Right. That's what's up. Imagine if I would have, you know, now I'm 30, I'm going to be 32. Like, there wouldn't be no this. There wouldn't be this. You know, dragging her, dragging her around. Now she's just with me because she has to. There's nothing else. It's like, and, Dio, where my ring at? Where's my ring? <laughs> yeah. Pawn shop. I had a fucking pawn to pay rent. <laughs> you know? Man, like, it, it takes, like I said, it definitely takes a lot to admit that. And, um, you know, you did the right thing overall. You did the right thing. One million percent, you did the right thing. You got to do what you got to do, brother. Yeah, but it's been two hours here, brother. I know, bro. I want to. I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure speaking to you about life. This is what it's all about. It's not as funny as the Black Frequency podcast. Go check it out now. But this is what I do, man. I just want to talk about life, have organic conversations with you know human beings. Oh, you know, that's- I definitely, oh. you know, definitely learned a lot about you as a person and just life. I hope I I, I can return the favor. You know. Oh, most definitely. When I when I get certain shit, I'm waiting for some new equipment and everything, get shit up and running. Uh, plus, I'm going to hit you up again anyway. I need to pick your brain with some things, you know what I mean? I can see you know a lot of stuff, so I'm going to need to pick some of your brain and just be like, yo, I'm going to need some little pointers, like how to do this, do that. Definitely. You know? It's like I told Irvin that day. You got my number? Why haven't you called me? Exactly. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm always, I got a lot going on. I'm not going to shit you and, and shit anyway. I got a lot going on, mm-hmm. you know, but if I, you know, but I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be real with you. I'll tell you what I got and I, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hit you up if I can't, but you know, I'm a, I'm a t- text my number. You hit me up and we'll take it from there. Say I'm to help, you know? Bless. I, look, man, first and foremost, I want to say thank you again. I, I appreciate the invite. Uh, I appreciate you showing me love. Barely know me, but you showed me love. You got to know me, and you got to know me more today. You dig what I'm saying? And um, so that, I definitely appreciate. These are the t- You're like the type of people that I'm always trying to be around. Good spirit, good energy, uplifting. Like, we're not sitting here trying to in a whole little competition we like yo look check this out whatever you know Bazi Bazi you know so I definitely appreciate it appreciate the love and I'm definitely going to return the love regardless of what I appreciate it thank you 
before we leave, tell the people where they can find you at. All right, so you can find me on Instagram, richbharris89, and Nick Espinosa215. That's my acting page slash modeling page. Uh, if you look on Facebook, it's Nicholas Brandon Harris Espinosa. Check it out. Uh, you'll see some of the people that I mentioned earlier I'm friends with. Uh, see them doing their things, too. So shout out. Everybody shout out earlier, my cousin Dot Dorothy, Zay Rodriguez, uh, Franklin, yo, I forgot your last name, but he works with Zay Rodriguez too. And shout out to Mark Five, they all gave me an opportunity to work with them. So I'm hoping to do more work. So if any producers, writers out there, whatever people want to do skits, yo, you heard it right here. Hit there you me go. Up. On the work, I got free time, baby. Go, go check out my man's, bro. Um, big thank you to C Smooth. Um, oh yeah, for, for making for for making Ooh. this happen. Oh, you know I love you, dog. Carlton Irvington. Uh, go check out the Black Frequency podcast. Um, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Have a good night, guys. I'm out. <laughs>